Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strays from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 145 is on page 520. I will magnify thee, O God my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power that thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. The kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, 
but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name for ever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 12th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Give me just one. Samuel said to all Israel, I have listened to everything you said to me and have set a king over you. Now you have a king as your leader. As for me, I am old and gray, and my sons are here with you. I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand. Testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I, have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I have done any of these things, I will make it right. You have not cheated or oppressed us, they replied. You have not taken anything from anyone's hand. Samuel said to them, the Lord is witness against you, and also his anointed is, is, is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. He is witness, they said. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud at the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 17th verse of the 20th chapter of the book of Acts. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. 
Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit to you, to God, and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. During the words, the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who into the place of the traitor Judas did choose thy faithful servant Matthias to be of the number of the twelve apostles, grant that thy church, being always preserved from false apostles, may be ordered and guided by faithful and true pastors through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness 
through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, tonight, we're celebrating the Feast of St. Matthias. And St. Matthias, you might remember, was chosen in the first chapter of Acts when um, Peter came up with the idea that since Judas was gone and the number is supposed to be 12, that they draw lots. And I think the important lesson from this is that um, who they drew the lots for, they found people who had been, the requirement was they had to have been with Jesus from the baptism until that day. And then they were looking for people who were um, had skills or people skills or were of good repute. In other words, they just weren't there, but they were living and walking in this faith. And so uh, Matthias and um, Justice, I believe, was the other one I'm skipping me right now, but um, or just anyway, the, Matthias was chosen by Lot, and by Lot was not necessarily like rolling the dice. It was something that you see throughout the Bible where a lot was cast, or somebody was chosen by Lot, and they would put it in God's hands and and draw a lot and choose the person. And I've had some thoughts, personal thoughts, that they chose Matthias, and that was Peter hurrying to fill the twelve, and God's idea was he was going to fill it with Paul. But the real point is, why does it have to only be 12? Because we're all called to be ministers um, to this gospel. And uh, there's a spot for all of us who walk with Jesus and uh, live by faith. So as we look at our passages tonight, it was kind of interesting if you place them side by side, you see goodbyes and charges from Samuel and from Paul. And both of them, have, they have some similarities. And one of the similarities, and of course in Samuel's case, he had just... Um, given them the king Saul, and he was surrendering his authority as the prophet and leader of Israel to the king and was uh, basically clearing his name, doing a slight defense, I guess you would call it, like if anybody know anything I've done wrong. And then he kind of warned them, here's, here's the king that you asked for, and so now you get it, and, um, you know, see you later kind of thing. Um, we know that he was around a little longer because he had to come tell Saul when Saul messed up, but it was basically a surrender of his of his um, power, power, his position. And so when in the New Testament, we see Paul and he's gonna be leaving Ephesus and back to Jerusalem where he expects to, you know, he expects to be um, put on trial and, um, and probably doesn't expect a real good outcome. So he's saying goodbye to him. And you see a defense with Paul, have I not done this? I'm not guilty of the blood of any man. I've done all these things. Um, this is what I've done. And then a warning and a call and a call is to, for the shepherds to, the people who are leaders is to um, be good shepherds and watch for the wolves and the wolves will come. And of course, we who have been on this side of history know the wolves come. And so we see that. So, but it's it's true of every um, church everywhere that there are wolves that are, that are after us. Um, um, First Peter doesn't use wolves. He used lion. Uh, Satan is like a lion uh, uh, walking about seeking whom he may devour and so we're always like in a battle because we're um, resident aliens of this planet we're not of this world our, our citizenship is in the kingdom to come and so I think a couple things come to mind about these three men I guess Samuel Paul and and uh, Matthias and these two men in particular Samuel and Paul are, are saying hey I, I lived right and so um, brought to mind something. If you've ever read the seven habits of highly effective people, one of the first uh, habits is to begin with the end in mind. And what the man suggests when he, that he that wrote the book is that you do your own eulogy. 
And so what do you want people to say about you when you die? And um, the point is at that point you say, well, that's the kind of person I wanna be. And so now your task is to become that kind of person. So for us as Christians, when we look at these two men and we're aspiring to be um, mighty men of God, in my case, mighty women of God in some of your cases, but um, that's what we're aspiring to. So we should look at what keeps us from being that now. And with Lent coming, we're gonna have a great opportunity to take some of the things that separate us from God and get rid of them and replace them with things that bring us closer to God. I used to dread Lent and now I kind of look forward to it even though I have to give some things up, but it's always a spiritually enriching time. So what I'm thinking too is that um, Matthias was not maybe the best known of all the uh, apostles. He did preach the gospel and, and went through, you know, in the, out into the world and preached the gospel and tradition has it that he was crucified for his faith. So he was a martyr. So you knew he was out speaking the gospel and, and he did his work. So um, the thing about him though, even though he wasn't in the limelight like the other 12 uh, disciples, he was steadfast and faithful the whole time. So our job is to be steadfast and faithful and God may have not, may have a big plan for you that he hasn't called you for yet, but he's certainly trying to get you ready for whatever it is. And maybe the big plan is for you just to be steadfast and faithful. Maybe it's to be steadfast and faithful and called into something else like a great work or to stand up, or maybe it's just to influence one person who will then influence another person. Um, Henrietta Mears had a big influence on Billy Graham and, and you know the rest of the story about Billy Graham. So Henrietta Mears was quite a, a, a Christian woman, but her influence was on Billy Graham and Billy Graham, of course, influenced the world. I'm not saying that we're all gonna influence the world, but we all are called to be steadfast and faithful. So we will continue with the intercession on page 590. And we'll, we'll stop uh, in the middle and make our private intercessions. Let us pray and accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our intercessions. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for being with me tonight um, to pray together. It's, it's really good to be together and uh, have a good feast of St. Math Matthias tonight. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Good night.
here we are. <laughs> yes, I like it. I like starting on the one where we did the um, the original children one and then move to the, the ones we love instead of, anyway. Are we good with that? I'm fine. Good. All right, I got blue little markers here. Where did it go? Ah, for children on page 43. So I just want to tell you about my son, 